Hey everyone and welcome to Almost Cancelled, I am Peter, that is Connor and we are going to talk about The Handmaid's Tale Season 2, Episode 9, it is called Smart Power, full spoilers for the episode as always. So this episode we have Waterford and Serena going to Canada for a, a diplomatic mission, diplomatic immunity, I'm sorry I can't say diplomatic without thinking of the bad guy from Lethal Weapon 2. To be fair, the woman basically says that at one point I, I half expected her to just you know outright reference it <laughs> if she says diplomatic immunity I don't think that's a reference to lethal weapon as much as no, it made no, me but, think of lethal weapon no too. no but I, I feel like now everyone just thinks of that so I, I, I don't <laughs> feel like I've ever in the last like five years no one says diplomatic diplomatic immunity without doing a you know a voice with it I feel like this is an echo chamber I feel like in our nerd, nerd circles sure I don't think the world at large thinks of Lethal Weapon 2 when they hear the phrase diplomatic immunity. I don't know. I don't know. I think it's spread. Uh-huh. Okay. Well, <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. I, I don't expect average Joes to be saying it. I'm just saying, Family Guy did a whole thing with it. Oh, uh, did Family Guy spread it? Oh, okay. Yeah. i never seen I th- that. I, th- I think I remember Family Guy doing a whole thing with it. Yeah. Well, I don't think it did. Maybe I'd, if it was in the first five seasons, I did, but we're way beyond the first five seasons of that show now, so... Yeah. Um... But yeah, so so we have this this trip to Canada, and immediately I'm like, oh, okay, we have characters in Canada. How's this going to run to each other? Who's going to see who? Who's going to play off of who? And everyone kind of played, you know, everyone saw mm. everyone basically by the time we got to the end of the episode. Uh, so that was exciting. I, I almost thought we were going to leave leave June completely. Like you know, after the first couple of scenes with her, I thought, oh, maybe we won't see her. Maybe we'll just follow the other characters into into Canada, and it'll yeah. just be them for the the whole episode. That that was a possibility. That was Which not the case. Funny, because. This episode made me realise that June might be the least interesting character on the show for me. Okay. Like every time we've done one of these episodes where you know we we kind of leave her aside and we we go somewhere else and focus on other people, mm. I found I've enjoyed the, those on the whole more and the, the character stuff more. Uh, fair enough. I, I can't agree with that, but yeah well, no, right. I, I get that you know june's still the the emotional core don't get me wrong but i think I, I think the other characters are just more interesting when i'm away doing other things uh like i say i can't agree with that but like that's that's just that's a personal taste thing more than yeah. anything uh so we, we go to canada uh and even before we get to canada there's, there's, there's a there's a beautiful amount of little moments in this episode that really stuck out to me for various reasons one of course was when waterford is leaving because he, he brings june down and they come in, and there's a, there's a guardian there. It's like, oh yeah, we're we're leaving, and he doesn't trust anyone. And he's not. Instead of st- leaving Serena, because as much as he says, oh, I want you to come and be like the you know the the, the model wife and show them what a wife in Gilead is. You know, women aren't op- oppressed here. You're going to prove that for me. Uh, which you know has its own like dark dramatic irony, given what she went through last episode, and given what she is now maybe starting to realize yeah. uh, that now that she you know. But the moment specifically that really caught caught me was the the flinch. Yeah, it's in the greenhouse. Her. Yeah, and she, she there's this little shriek, this little oh, and I'm like, oh, okay, we've crossed, we've crossed a, a a point of no return here. She she's terrified of him now. Yeah, uh, the the mood and atmosphere in this house now, not that it was particularly pleasant before, but it's reached this point where even Serena is absolutely terrified of her husband, and that is just you know it's opening so many doors here and. Um, so as much again, as much as he's saying it's for all these diplomatic reasons, part of me still also thinks he doesn't trust her to be alone here. 
No, of course not. Um, you know, the last time she was alone, she kind of ran things and did did whatever she wanted. Yeah, I don't think she can be trusted after that. Yeah, and then so, so I mean, Serena's journey, like you know, going to Canada. There's that, there's that sequence in the car as she's watching like everyone outside in the street, and there's you know people walking around, you know, like like normal life, like that we have now. Um, there's there's kissing, there's checking phones, there's laughter. Um, there's the one negative thing at the end with the homeless people, and it's like, that's like the almost the thing for her to cling on to at the end because she's almost looks, you know, she's like witnessing all this. Like, oh, I remember this life. Everyone seems happy, and then like, oh, the homeless people. Oh, yeah, we start, we got rid of that. That, that. That's why we did this. That's, that's that was this was worth it. Yeah, yeah. I'll convince myself. And so this this scene doesn't work without last episode. Oh, absolutely. You know, there's, because there's a couple of scenes later on as well that would have worked on this episode on their own, but are amplified enormously by not just last episode but a few previous episodes this season i feel this one just wouldn't work at all because you know before last week we had no sympathy for her whereas here she she's looking out of this and you know there's the you know you can see the regret and she's like okay maybe i've done something wrong and and you feel bad for her whereas you couldn't have done that before last week i i I don't know if i'd go as far as to say sympathy Hmm? i think sympathy is maybe strong (laughs) Given what she's done, sympathy's maybe a bit the strong side. I guess empathy would be a better word. Fair enough. I don't know. I'm just saying, any sympathy you might feel for Serena at this point, it comes with this this bitter baggage of... Oh, yeah, definitely. You deserve a lot of what you get, basically. Yeah. It's, it's less that you feel sympathetic for her, because I, I don't know if I actually feel bad for her during this scene, because it's a lot of it's her fault. It's more that... It's more fascinating to see her kind of finally realise this. It's, 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 a, it's a deep, it's a layered character. There's more to it than just, oh, she's a villain or, oh, she's, like, you know, there's more I, to it than that. But I, I don't I, know if I go straight to sympathy. I think the reason I'd say sympathy is, you know, before last week, she was quite content still. You know, she may have had, you know, issues here or there, but she was kind of still... Yeah. The one Mostly I'll, happy at home. The one other scene that I'd say adds to this scene from a previous episode is the, the, the brunch discussion scene, if you remember yeah. that, with the handmaids. Yeah. That, that kind of ties into this and her looking out and seeing you know, what right, life used to be. I, th- I think before last episode, she was mostly content at home, whereas here, she is, you know, the, the sympathy becomes, it's not just that she's got the regret of, of what she's done, it's that I think she she just wants to get away from her husband because she's terrified of him. It's like I could just be out there, away from him, and safe. So I think that's where the sympathy comes from. Okay, all right, I can cast you. I guess I think it's one of the, and this is a, this is a testament to the show's writing. Honestly, is that it's one of the most layered, weird, like you know, it's not just straight sympathy. I mean, mm. you feel sympathy for like basically the entirety of the female population of the country <laughs> in this show. But some more than others. Well, yeah, because we know June quite, quite yeah. well and so on. Well, and I, I just mean, yeah, we, we feel sympathy for the the handmaids more than the wives. Oh, of course. Even though the wives have their own issues, you know, they're, they're, they don't have the, the position that they used to, they are still in a better position than... Oh, sure, but I'll ask any semantics of, like, who, who do we, like, see is, like, more hard done by. What I, what I mean is, though... Is that you feel straight sympathy for the other characters? You can never feel straight sympathy for for Serena. Serena is like this weird beast of like this like the emotions are too complex to just feel sympathy. And I think that's what's so impressive about it is that it's like you feel a little bit of sympathy, but you feel guilty for feeling sympathy because mm. because of what she's done, because she is culpable 
in in this world um and this episode plays with that it plays with the back and forth in our head of like i'm to blame for this maybe there's been mistakes but she would never admit it we talked last week about the uh, the, the false cost you know fallacy of yeah. uh never wanting to admit it because we've, we've dug in too deep i have to just kind of keep going with what i've been saying because at this point i don't want to admit that i was wrong and obviously in her world now like admitting she was wrong is going to open the whole can of worms for her in terms of everything else so you have that scene in the car the other scene with her that I loved is a really simple little scene. It's when she runs into the girl and her mum at the elevator. Mm. And the girl's kind of staring at her. The mum clearly knows, if not who exactly she is by name, at least... What she is. Yeah, what she is. The, 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 the outfit, right? She understands yeah. she's away from Gilead. If not more than that. And the mum's like awkward, ashamed. She doesn't want to go in the, the, the elevator with her. She's like, no, we'll get the next one. And this is obviously awkward for Serena. But the part about it I love more than anything else is the little girl is looking at her and she's wearing this outfit so she's like, oh, you're a princess. And I love that as a sort of a, a meta, you know, critical commentary because a princess is basically the, the stereotype of, okay, back in like any sort of old story, women couldn't be the heroes. Women couldn't be this and that. They were the princesses who were there to be saved, right? That was the stereotypical... If, you know, if writing hadn't progressed in the last couple of hundred years, that's all women in the stories would still be. And there's a great parallel to draw from, oh, what Serena's basically reverted women in society back to is basically the stereotype of what they're expected of. And that's what this little girl's... Re- she isn't... I mean, the little girl doesn't realise she's making this, this meta-commentary on it, but she kind of is by accident, because that's what she's seeing. She's saying, oh, you're a princess. Mm, definitely. Uh, I, I thought that was really smart, so I, I have to give the show props for that. Uh, of course, there's the 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 the, the, the quasi journalist uh, who is a, is is there to kind of like try and talk her into like basically turning on Gilead. Yeah, and this is where some of the the politics gets really interesting for me because mm. you know he says, "Oh, he's from you know America," and there's still an American government separate to to Gilead. Yeah, in, in a manner of speaking, I'm not sure to what extent though. Like, I'm not sure if he's saying it's more of a like, I don't want to say quite symbolic, but like, you know, that, because in this episode as well, we hear about how, okay, like, the, the small American nation inside Canada are there and they're kind of like, you know, staying there. Yeah. Like, like to what point does he mean? Is there actually, is, is there still like a leader of this government? Is there still like. I feel like there might be. The way he was talking, you know, he was talking about extradition, you know, okay, no, we can offer you safety, you know, mm. it seems like there is a government, because Serena refers to it as a government as well. But they don't seem to have any land, or at least if they do, there's not a lot left of it. Uh, no, I don't think there's much, that's for sure. Where, where is it he mentions taking her to? Uh, oh, was it? It wasn't Aruba. I'm thinking of Aruba because of Legends of Tomorrow, but it was like Aruba. It was somewhere sunny. I think it was uh, Hawaii, maybe? Somewhere in Hawaii? I don't think Honolulu. it was Hawaii. I don't, I don't think it was... I, I, I think I'd have recognised that. No, I'm, that's... I'm sure he said Honolulu, right? Is that what he said? I thought it was. Maybe I'm misremembering. I thought that. I thought because I thought obviously, okay, that was you know part of America. So Gilead didn't take all of the Americans because it's separated by water. Well, no, okay, that helps. But I do. It made me wonder. Okay, if they've got that, have they got any other states that they kind of wrangled? You know, well, we heard in season one that they were they were still fighting in Florida. There was like fighting going on in Florida. Right, but we I wasn't sure if that was more just a you know. We still, it was still Gilead, and there was, you know, there was like terrorist cells, essentially. Yeah, it could have been, yeah. I mean, it's hard to, it's hard, yeah. it's hard to say. Um, 
But no, like so she's she's like tempted. I mean, she doesn't say she's tempted. Obviously, she 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 tows the line again. Fault, you know, sunk cost fallacy where she's like, no, 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 that would be betraying my country. And of course, he has the little quips like, oh, I thought you already did. You know, that, which is you know, a nice little little stab at her. Um, so that stuff was fascinating. And I think the scene later on when they, when you know when everything goes down, we'll talk about the plot. But when they're coming back to the plane and there's the the the, the, the angry protesters outside and they're throwing stuff at the window. This was a scene where I, I thought, hey. This is so much more effective because we saw this like we already saw them go through this in the flashback. Yeah. This is like reminding them of oh hey this is what it was like in the US before we got power before we changed things. Uh, there was a nice reminder there. Except this time Serena has a completely different perspective. This time Serena, well she might not admit it, deep down, might want to go back to this world. I think she does. I think she's starting to realize that. And I think that's why, you know, she takes the the, the matchbox. Yeah, and can we actually, can we talk about um, the the wonderfully insulting, but she only has herself to blame scene, where she's handed the uh, the schedule for her, like, oh, you're, you're here for a diplomatic visit, here's a schedule. And it never even occurred to me that, because obviously they know that, okay, women in Gilead aren't allowed to read. It didn't even occur yeah. to me when she handed the schedule, and then you see it, and it's all pictures. It's like you know, a little plate and knife and fork for this dinner time. And I'm like, yeah. this is. I mean, at least I mean, if someone had us this, we'd be like, this is insulting. Why are you handing us a a picture version of this? Yeah, but she has to sit there and take it. Yeah, um, and then she's talking to the, the the woman who works there, and she's like, oh yeah, I like to read in my spare time. And she also lies about the knitting again. She's like, oh, I hear you like to knit, and she's like, oh, I do. I, I love to knit. And I'm like, mm-hmm. no, you don't. You admitted last episode that you don't. No, but she's she's playing the part of the good wife because she's terrified of getting beaten again. I don't think it's just that. I, I think that's part of it, though. Oh, well, sure, I will definitely be in there, but I, I I think it's like as much as she's we're we're saying she's at the point now where she clearly is having the impulses inside. I don't think even without the beating aspect from the husband, I don't think she would actually be ready to come out and say no, anything. No, that's fair. I, I think she would still be towing the company line, if you will. No, oh, maybe yeah. for now at least. I mean, maybe there'll be more later. We'll it's see. it's hard to tell because this is this is almost her first taste of freedom. Yeah, uh, that, uh, absolutely. Yeah. If if she hadn't just been beaten and been you know she she's more terrified than she probably ever has been right now. Maybe she would have been a bit bolder and been a bit more assertive in herself. That's the thing. I, I, I don't think she's ever been terrified before now. No, exactly. Because before this was what she wanted. She she agreed with the she helped set up these rules. Uh, I think this is the first time she has felt genuinely terrified of the society she's mm. created. I mean, she maybe had her small doubts when she had that conversation about brunch, and she's like, oh, yeah, there are things that we miss, and, you know, even yeah. I miss, but, you know, it's the sacrifices we make for Gilead, blah, 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 blah. Mm. Uh, so, fascinating stuff. Uh, the sooner stuff in this was really good. Um, if not even better than last week, and I can't believe I'm saying that, because the stuff last week was so freaking good. <laughs> but Yeah, I, I, I think the, the Serena stuff in this episode might be my favourite part of the episode. Um... Oh, I have so much, so much stuff that I like. This, this was a. Oh no, it's, it's a very good episode. Don't get me wrong. I'm not undermining anything else. I'm just saying this yeah. is my favorite stuff. Because, because you know, June and she's like full on the rating again. Because uh, at the start, she's like trying to help herself. Uh, she's like sitting just. She's basically just being like very darkly funny to try and like amuse herself. Where she's describing the house as a bed and breakfast. It's only three stars though. Uh, what, what was the line? Uh, the really dark line. I was like, oh, it's just some ceremonial rape required. Uh, yeah. When you're here, uh, really playing up that stuff. Um, I, I did think it got a little bit clunky towards the end as it went on. You know, it, we, as we moved past the the bed and breakfast stuff, and you know, we, we just kept going. 
Oh, I thought sure. the dialogue kind of just lost a little bit of steam. Uh, but she, obviously, so everyone leaves, um, and she's she's got this great scene. Uh, she's got a couple of, she has a great scene with Rita actually, where she basically describes, you know, she's like a, a godmother, and she's like, I know what a godmother has. Obviously, they don't have these here. No one gets uh, baptized. Yeah, I think we have to say for context, this is because you know Serena has told her that she's leaving. Yeah, that's true. As yes. soon as the yeah. baby is born, so she's like, "Okay, I'm not going to be there for it," and which is why she's looking for this figure. Even in that scene, kind of like we were saying last week, the demeanor between June and Serena is completely different. Now, when June is talking to Serena, she's not trying; she doesn't hate her, at least not in the same way. She's not trying to get back to her and be uh, disobedient at all costs because she thinks it's funny. She's speaking to uh, Serena in a in a manner that's like, um, like. She understands that she's also in fear, also in pain, and she actually wants to be empathetic towards her. Like, when yeah. she responds to her in this episode, I don't get the, 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 you know, the biting cut and I hate you with my eyes kind of look. I get no, the, not at all. Yeah, I, I get more of a, I understand you're going through this now. And, and I, we're in this together on some level. And on and some level, not, not completely, on some obviously. Level. Not but, completely, obviously. But uh, I, I think, you know, Serena reacts, you know, very she treats us very differently as she usually would. She's a lot softer. She she sits down next to her. Whereas I feel like usually she stands to kind of, you know, tower over and make a, a show of the power. But the decision she's making here and telling June that she's going to send her away as soon as the baby's born is clearly a decision she's making because it's almost like, kind of like how with Waterford being tempted last season, I think she realises that June, because she is a smart woman, because she's someone who almost like lights the fire of, oh, this is what we used to be, I think she also is scared of having June around for her own sake and just wants rid of her. She doesn't want yeah. to be tempted in that way. No, exactly. She's scared of, of what she might inspire in her. Yeah, I, I think that that's, that's a big part of it. Uh, but she has a scene with Rita, and she talks to Rita. She basically says, you know, if this baby's going to grow up in this house, she's kind of accepted at this point that she's going to be sent away and there's nothing she can do about it, right? And obviously that's a big thing by the end of the episode, but... She's like, I want someone in this house to be kind. I want this baby to have someone around who is not, some, not someone not to be scared of, someone who is kind. And she's basically asking Rita to be that. And mm. she, Rita basically says, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll do whatever I can. Um, yeah, she's like, well, there's only so much I can do, but I'll I'll do my best. And again, as she's like, I'll drink your... Because obviously she, she got her up to the room and saying, give me some more milk when you, yeah. when you get up. You know, this, this is after the scene with Janine as well, where Janine gets hit in the face by the, the Guardian and like you know that's a really and we've been expecting something like that for a while now ever, ever since as, as, soon, get back. as soon as she said suck my dick i'm like okay this is it yeah um and that was something even rita in that scene with june said that that boy down there the guardian is barely 20 years old but he could do anything he wanted he could break my jaw and no one would ever say a word about it yeah um so uh really playing up some of those ideas which by the way very uh cheery friendly with uh Oh, the new wife. What's Eden? Oh, uh, Eden, yeah. Yeah, took me a second. Uh, you know, she's like, oh, try the... I, mean, I guess it's because Eden's doing the perfect wife part. She's playing into the, 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 the story society wants her to play. So, yeah, why not be friendly with her? Um, but... There's so many just interesting little fascinating bits here. Like, you know, the, the fact that they're not baptised anymore, which I thought was interesting given that they are such a, a religious society. And it's clearly based on some some branch of Christianity, from what we've seen. I mean, I guess it might be something to do with the fact that they, they take child childhood so seriously in taking care of a child that it, it, there's no need for a godparent or anything equivalent. Because if anything does happen to the parents, it's just, well, no, well, the state will immediately give it another set of parents. 
or a school that will take care of the child like they no i, I agree yeah. from from that side of things yeah. but even just from the the religious aspect of being baptized into a faith is such a you know a, a staple concept of, of christianity they're, they're beyond that they're like no, no, no we don't need to be baptized into it because everyone just is that faith yeah i guess that's them saying that there's, there's you don't have to accept the faith because any other faith is wrong and incorrect. You just are it by default. It's, it's, there's no choice in it. Yeah. It's just, no, this is what it is. I thought that was really interesting. Not that babies have much of a choice in the whole process either, admittedly. No, but, no, yeah. that's that's why you do... <laughs> to be fair, that's, that's why confirmation exists later, in theory. It doesn't really work hell out, <laughs> Having They put you through that at, like, 10, and it's like, well, you don't really make your own choice at 10 either, do you? <laughs> yeah, you're not, you're not asking those big questions at 10, I don't think. Come, come back at 16-ish, maybe? Yeah, yeah no, at 10, you still do what your parents tell you, right, with, yeah. when it comes to that. So you're at school and they go, go on, you're doing your confirmation. I, I think 18th really go, birthday, you know what, pro- Mom? I think no. I think 18th birthday makes the most sense. That's when you, you know, you become an adult, making choices then. Yeah, I think voting age, whatever that may be, wherever you are. Sure, yeah, well, yeah. Just uh, in line with the, with the standards. Yeah, yeah, voting age, age of consent, all, all those things all wrapped in, in that area. Yeah. Yes. Anyway, um, yeah, Sumer Rita was very good. And again, even the way they're talking to each other, the way June has this little smirk after she says, uh, you know, make sure you drink your milk. And she's like, yeah. And again, it's just fantastic acting from Moss. It is. Uh, She has such a range on her uh, with how she handles these things. Uh, But then, of course, she has a great scene with Lydia. Yeah. Where Lydia's, you know, doing a reading, checking her blood pressure, so on and so forth. And so, okay, everything's fine, measuring our stomach, okay, we're in the home stretch now, we're, you know, we're coming up. Yeah, and, and she kind of, you know, they, they talk about how she was in a bit of trouble with Janine, and she's like, and, and Lydia's like, yeah, okay, well, you, you get a bit hormonal at this point, you, you, you're excused from a little bit here or there. Yeah, because she was specifically referring to the fact that Janine kind of stood up for Janine when she shouldn't have, yeah. she, she, you know, uh, but June, you know, brings up, hey, we were you ever a godmother, right? And Lydia's like, hey, well, I'll tolerate a little bit extra from a pregnant woman, but not, you know, there's a line yeah, still. Yeah, you're going too far here. Yeah, you're bringing this stuff up you shouldn't. And June... I think it was a, I will not tolerate insolence. Yeah, the there you go. But June then starts, you know, she starts, like, pushing... She she mentions, of course, you know, but I think it's before that line, she mentions that Serena wants to send, send her away immediately. And Lydia clearly doesn't like it, but she's like, oh, that's her choice because she's the mother. If, if she thinks that's what's best, she kind of gets to do that. But then it, it got very real. Like, it almost felt like June just dropped the, the you know, the, the act. Uh, you know, the, the I will obey your rules act. And just got real for a second and said, in my experience, a- any man who would hit a woman would probably also hit a child. And, you know, Lydia, the, the way this scene was shot was great because it, it was this really harsh light coming in from the window. So it was this almost, you know, like... I don't want to say um, halo, but it had that sort of beam of light around her, her face. Yeah, it was too harsh to be a halo. Yeah. Because, you know, it's a very soft light, a halo, right? But I think that's kind of the point, is it's the harsh light of day. Like, her yeah. hearing this is like, what, what are you saying to me? Even though she's clear what she's saying to her. Yeah. Um, And she's like, yeah, I just I wouldn't want this child to, you know, be in any danger. It's like, I will never let anything happen to a child. And June sort of like, and again, it feels very real. And it's one of these things where even with Lydia, someone who is also relatively culpable and deplorable in what she enlists in, what she believes, but even she occasionally, no, there is kind of a human being in there somewhere. Yeah, we we've said a few times with with Lydia that 
she's very an easy character to read because you know what what you see is what you get. She's very uh, upfront about what her beliefs are. I don't feel like there's any of these hidden layers so much as to say is you know whereas you know when she genuinely always believes that this is she's doing the best. Whereas unlike you know Serena, I'm not sure she ever did. You know she had whatever ideas she had. Yeah, Serena almost strikes me as someone who. Like, regardless, I mean, obviously her ideas are batshit insane, but it strikes me as someone who who looked at something very scientifically and analytical and didn't actually stop to think about any of the nuance in any of it and just said, no, this will make sense because the math adds up and didn't yeah. think about anything else. Yeah, I don't feel like she she believed in the idea, but I don't, like you know, on, the, on paper, she believed in the math, but I don't think she believes in the cause. I don't know if she ever did. Not really. Yeah, that's that's an interesting. Thing. Whereas you know Lydia, I know you know for a fact. No, no, she is doing this because she believes this is the best thing to, for the kids. Yeah, um, and and even she even shares like before she leaves after this 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 part of the conversation, she turns around and says, "Oh, I was a godmother once. My 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 sister's child who died four days, you know, four, yeah, four days and, old, you know." After, and it's after the way she born. says, "It wasn't my fault," and I'm like, "Okay." That's why she's doing all this. That's why she's so protective of the kids. She feels guilty that she lost one. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's obviously clearly a big motivation for her. Um, but no, she opened up to June. There was this like human moment between them. There was, yeah. Where we, we dropped the bullshit of this world and they actually shared a bit of, of history that she's not supposed to. This is the first time I've ever seen Lydia like break a Open rule. Or, at all, yeah. Yeah, that, 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 this was fascinating from that perspective. And it's almost like June genuinely being concerned for the child because this wasn't june trying to get away with something this wasn't anything else june was genuinely concerned for the child and lydia saw that and respected it and agreed with it and opened up back that's what yeah, this like, was i i do get the feeling lydia would defy waterford if if it meant you know if she thought the baby was in in harm in danger from him she would yeah no i agree with that something. i agree with that yeah so uh, you know you, you, you got to give her that at least you, she really is that principled yeah, well, we'll save June's last scene for the end of all the other story because it's when everyone comes yeah. back. Uh, so back to Canada. Let's talk about uh, Nick and what Nick gets up to. Because obviously, uh, actually, no. Let's start with uh, let's start with uh, the other side. Let's start with Moira and look at look. Because so Waterford's coming to Canada. This is a big, heavily you know, it's on the news. Everyone's watching it. And of course, the previous line reminded us of this, but it's still a great moment when Moira says she just like she has that look in her eyes, like, "Oh yeah, she knows who that is." Like she she knows that that is June's commander, and she knows his name. She knows all this stuff. Yeah, because they're not saying their names publicly. Yeah, they're they're just delegates from Gilead. Yeah, and she says that, and because they're all you know they're all in the apartment watching it, and Luke just gets up and stands up, and he doesn't know what to do with himself. He's pacing. He's looking. He's staring at the screen. Because this is the moment. He's looking at the man who is raping his wife. That That is yeah. what he is looking at right now. I, and It's a harsh reality for him. Because again, you know, it's something that he's he's lived with for a while now and he's known was happening. But, but he's, he's never kind confronted of, the face. I don't want to say suppressed it, but he's at least got to a point where he can deal with it. He's not having to think about it every day. Yeah, he's he's managing on a day-to-day level. So, we, you know, we, we cut to like them, you know, at the embassy and they try to talk you know like hey can we do something and she's like no we, we can't like this is still not our country we can't actually do anything there's a protest make your voice heard and 
when they arrive at the hotel, we see like all, everyone's holding up photos of like people they've lost. All, all the all the refugees are holding up photos or whatever. Or maybe maybe Canadians are there as well. I mean, I assume they will be. I'm sure. There's, I'm assuming there's people who care deeply about this, regardless of where they are. I, I'm sure. Yeah. But it looks there, and he's got a photo of June, and I'm like, oh. Like, I didn't know if, like, I didn't know he was going to do the whole thing when he came out, but I thought at the very least, Nick's going to see the photo of June and know who that is, which would lead to him going and speaking to him at some point. Uh, but of course, he actually, you know, shouts out, you rape my wife, and he, he jumps over, he tries to get to him, and I, I gotta tell you, I don't think I've ever wanted anything in this show more than to look to get past those guards and get his hands on him. Yeah, it would have been pretty satisfying. And it, what I like about it is that, I, I don't want to say that the, the commander gives a shit, even though he does react to it. And obviously, he's like, oh, there's a lot of misinformation, and he just kind of, like, fobs it off. But Serena, like, I think Serena, like, actually hearing the word rape, where she, she would never have called it that before, because she helped set this up. Yeah. I think her seeing, you know, June's husband act like this, and seeing how much this is hurting him, again, humanised the whole thing a bit for her. It's a it's a jolt of reality again, and yeah. this this comes before you know she she goes through the city, right? Yeah. No, this is after she went through the city. This is after she goes yeah. through the city. Yeah. Okay. So th- this is it. You know, this is there. You're just like, okay, it's that extra level of you know she she got to the end of that journey, and it was okay. There was the homeless people. It's fine. She's relaxing, and then this. It's like nope, back into the reality. Yeah, and if anything, like you you have to say, you know that this idea that she wants rid of a June to like it may just now to not feel guilt. Like, if she gets rid of June, she won't have to see her and feel guilty every time she does, you know, yeah. that, that could be added on to the, the reason why she wants rid of her. Maybe that was already kind of there to extent, but this has certainly, you know, brought that to the forefront. But Nick, of course, is, sees him and you know, he has his moment. And of course, I immediately think, Nick's going to go speak to him. Right? Yeah. Of course yeah. he does. And obviously, I remember he's got, you know, in the previous line, it's there as well, but he's got the letters, right? I'm like, oh, he's probably brought them. This is probably a good chance for him to, like, you know, pass them on to someone in Canada. It is, yeah. And he goes to see Luke at the bar afterwards. And obviously Luke recognises him just from being at the car earlier on. Mm. And, you know, gets angry at first, wants them to get rid of. And he's like, no, no like, I know June, I'm a friend. Uh, <laughs> watching his word in there very carefully. He does yeah. very notably lie when he, when he tells that June's pregnant. Luke, of course, asks to Waterford. And I thought... Is what, Luke, what does he go with this? Yeah, is he going to be honest here? Because I, I don't know if that's a good idea right now. No, that's the, I can see going either way. You can, or, uh, he, could be, he, he could be honest and be like, no, no, it was me. It was consensual. You know, it wasn't a rape. So maybe he'd yeah. think that's better. Because maybe, maybe at that point, you know, June, she didn't really know what had happened to Luke. She'd resigned to being there. And it's like, okay, at least I've got something. I don't and think Luke I can. be able to cope with that. I cannot blame Nick for not saying it, though. No, absolutely because not. Because you this would was not. The easy way out. You would not know how he was going to react to that no. information. That that is, and obviously it makes the whole love triangle here with them and Luke like such a weird thing because they all like she knows because by the point they they hooked up properly, I'm pretty sure she already knew that uh, Luke was fine because that was that was like mid season one she found that out. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not entirely sure of the timeline, but you you could be right. Um. But yeah, that's all there's now, and they still have like, this close relationship with Nick, and like they all know everything that's well, Luke doesn't know everything that's going on, but Nick and June know everything that's going on. But they're in this weird bubble where they know they can't get to anyone, so they're they're sort of finding strength in each other. It's, so it's the best they've got. Yeah, so like it's this weird thing where you can't you can't blame them for what they're doing, but it is this really murky thing. And oh, anyway, like I say, the show is really good at having these really complex relationships where it's not just the obvious 
cliche character A and cliche character B doing the cliche yeah. story. There's levels to it, and it makes it so much more fascinating. But you know, he tell, tells her, tells him that he's, she's pregnant. Uh, t- tell, gives him the letters. And look, you know, gets angry. He goes to you know, pushes him away. Like, get out of here now. Get out of here now. And then he realizes what he's doing. Like this is someone who's close by to her that he can go to ask some questions. And he kind of realizes this. And he, he rushes. Oh, hey, wait, wait, man. Sorry, sorry. Wait, wait. Like, did you see my daughter? Is Hannah okay? And he's, he, you know, he doesn't know for sure. He's, he, he doesn't know. Uh, and he asks some other things. Uh, but ultimately, he he's like, you know, he wants to, you know, pass the message back. Tell, tell my wife that I love her. Tell her I'm not going to give up. And, you know, tell her that Moira got out. Moira's loving with me. She's fine. She's good. You know, like, just yeah. some core information. And then he thanks him because it ends with him thanking him. And like it's like this thing, it's like this lifeline that he's not had before. This way to actually send a message to June for the first time in years. Yeah, uh, you know something I loved about this scene is obviously June is the, the link between them, mm. and the whole scene, the whole bar is is bathed in this red light that is almost the exact shade that the handmaids. Uh, That's red. a nice touch. Yeah, and I thought you know just just to you know it's, it's, she's ever present in this room in this conversation. Yeah, it's a, it's great because I, I think seeing these two characters together. It's like, okay, Luke will have a lot of reasons to hate him as well, right? Mm. Obviously, he's not as hateful as the commander and a lot of Gilead, but Luke will have a lot of legitimate feelings of rage and jealousy, and no one would blame him for it, right? No one would. No, of course not. But we care about both of these characters. We, we see them both as, like, sort of or, 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 of heroes in the show, of characters who are doing noble things, and we want to see succeed in some way. Um, and... By the way, I'm still suspicious about Eden. Like that, that, that lingering oh, shot after the cookies. I, I, I thought I was get to that at the end of this plot. Oh, sure, that's right. Uh, but <laughs> you, you, you got a lot to say about these cookies. I can tell. No, not necessarily the cookies. Just Eden in general. Okay. So, so that that, that was fast. And obviously, he's got the letters, and we we cut to Luke and 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 Moira uh, sitting at the table reading the letters, and. He's like, oh man, I, th- I thought there'd be like something in there, like you know, like he's reading them and they're reading like bits and pieces. Oh, this one's a a Martha now, this one's that, uh, blah blah blah. And so I thought this would be like there'd be like a bomb in here we could use. And Moira looks at it and goes, no, this could explode. Like, yeah. and I kind of get, you know, I, I kind of get what she meant by that. It's like, because because up until now, we've, we've, we've kept, every time there's been some sort of like foreign, like diplomat or uh, discussion, it's always been this this really forced front. Yes, it's always that we need to pretend that uh, everything's much better than what they think. It's all false information. None of this is real. It's all propaganda. Yeah, it's all propaganda. And we just cut the next morning, like, you know, Commander's ready to go for more rounds. Because there was actually one point when he came back at night in the hotel and he threw his jacket down. One of the casual things he said about the, 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 the treaty was that, oh, they're talking about, oh, we might even get to, you know, extradite some uh, illegal, you know, refugees. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, that's that's a big deal if that goes anywhere. Um, it is, yeah. But obviously, no, the whole thing falls through. Because uh, let's not even forget, one of the guys who works at the embassy or the you know that's in the talks was gay. He, you know, he, he mentions that he, he'd visited yeah. his husband at one point. Yeah, and he's very proud to be like, no, no, no. I'll, you know, I'll visit again when I feel welcome. Yeah. Know, when we feel welcome together. Yeah, I, I thought Commander had like a real cheek saying, "Oh, I hope you can visit us again." That, that felt like a really weird. Yeah, it, it's this great moment where you know th- this guy knows he can get away with this because. He's here as a diplomat. He can't yeah. just insult him. He can't say anything. He, no matter, no matter Watford's beliefs, he is there as a diplomat. He can't just insult him, and he knows that. They both know that. Yeah, but of course, when we see these characters again, it's the next morning, and like, hey, yeah, all talks are 
cancelled, we're not doing a thing, you're going straight to the airport, you're going straight to the plane, you're leaving. And he's like, you know, why? He's like, well, last night someone leaked letters from, from women inside Gilead on the internet, and we were, we've learned what you're, what you're doing to them. Um, and it all leads, of course, to them getting into the, the limo, and there's like just this angry mob around them. And it's like, it's, again, it's very reminiscent of that, that angry mob scene in the flashback when they were promoting her book. So, you know, big, big thing. Um, well, it wasn't, wasn't promoting the book. That's, that's, that's slightly incorrect. But, you know, they were touring it, after it, she it wrote doing the, the, the lecture yeah. Um And the thing I love about this scene is that Moira's in the crowd and she goes up and, you know, taps the window. And like a lot of, because there's a lot of people in the crowd, a lot of the women specifically, all say my name is, whatever their name is, right? Yes, yeah, some say her name is as well, clearly referring to, you know, relatives. Yeah, yeah, ones. of course. Uh, obviously, because obviously the women's names are all taken from them, especially if they're yeah. handmaids, they're just taken from them. And it's, oh, my name is this, my name is that. And this moment with, with Moira plays so well. It plays so well because the commander knows who she is. They specifically pointed out when she was in the Jezebels that he'd had relations with her in some capacity. And you see his reaction when, she see, when he sees her. And top of that, the whole thing with her like still using the name Ruby sometimes. Like... This was the the conclusion to that. This was like, no, my name is Moira. Yeah, I, I thought her. She says, you know, it's like, no, my name is not Ruby or something. Something that yeah. after. I thought that was a little clunky and a touch overwritten that we didn't really need. I got, you know, the her going up with the sign yeah, okay. was enough. It didn't really bother me, but you know, I, yeah, we didn't need it. I think her holding the sign and making the. I thought, uh, yeah, I thought it was just it was a bit of pointless dialogue. I'm like, why, why is this here? It's not really adding anything for me. I mean, if you look at it from a personal touch, it's, it's more for, like, her, like, reassuring herself rather than it is for us, even though technically it is for the audience, just to, yeah, make, maybe. you know, drive the point home um, a little bit. Mm. But, uh, no, I thought it was a really well-handled scene. Uh, really, I feel, I feel like a big scene as well. You had a lot of extras, you know, you had all these big shots outside with the, the cars going through the crowd. Yeah. Uh, spent a little bit more money on some of this stuff. Yeah, not that the show ever feels cheap. No, it doesn't, no. But uh, just, you know, this was like a bigger scope than usual. But, it's often very confined sets, a street yeah. here, a store there. Absolutely. So, no, super, super cool stuff. Uh, and they, they come back and, of course, th- again, the, the 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 mood when they get in the house that they, you know, we get back is just, like you know, super yeah. bitter, super cold. Commander, like, oh, you know, we're very lucky, we're very blessed because because of you know X, Y, and Z, and you know, Serena plays the part; she goes along with it. But again, it's because she goes back to her room. She still has the matchbook, but she also like when she looks at her wardrobe, and it's just the the green, you know, yeah. outfit over and over again. Uh, it just there's this look in her face. There's just there's this this doubt. Um, and she has to burn the matchbook because she she doesn't want to be caught with it. She she burns it. And it's just yeah. all very symbolic. But we actually end this episode in a fairly uplifting scene. Because mm-hmm. Nick comes to June in the middle of the night, uh, sneaking around. And I'll, by the way, I always say whenever one of these scenes starts, when they're sneaking around like this, I always get really uneasy for the first You're little chunk. You're just waiting for them to be caught. Mm-hmm. I was expecting yeah. uh, like Eden to be like looking through the window or something. The curtains were all drawn. I didn't notice that when the scene mm-hmm. went on. But at first I was like, oh... Like she you maybe, you're always just waiting for her. Yeah, right? I'm, I'm, you know, someone's going to catch them, and when that happens, we're you know, in for dark times. It's only a matter of time. But of course, Nick tells her everything uh, very slowly. But he goes through the, the beats of like you know, because because the Moira thing comes kind of last, and I actually really liked the reaction to that because obviously at first he's shocked, you know, that you know that looks you know passed on this message of love, uh, and so on, 
and then she finds out that Moira got out and that she's living with with Luke. It just kind of laughs and goes, they're going to kill each other. Uh, again, it felt very human. It felt very, like, oh, she knows those two so well. She knows how they'll be together. Uh, and that was like a really sweet thing. And it's, it's, it's very touching. There's, there's a kiss. He says, I love you. Um, you're just adding to the, the complex. Because they're talking about passing a message from his her husband in yeah. this very scene. And, and the message is a message of love. And he, uh, But then he's there, you know, kind of just rem- it almost was a little bit selfish him kind of just reminding us like hey yeah i know i'm passing this message but i'm right here yeah i mean you could read it that way um which is a bit in the cynical side of it but you know coming from you i'm not surprised but no i think there's 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 a reason to suspect that perhaps i think there's also the way i might read it is that given how dark this world is given how shitty and the, the, the lives we have to leave or have to lead in here Let's not like discount anything we have, and even though it kind of is against the rules we used to have, even though it's kind of weird, and even though it complexes things up, you know, muddies things up, we still have this. Until we can somehow get you out of here, we have this. Yeah, this gives us something to fight for. It gives us some strength, Uh, and of course, he eventually leaves, and her narration's there, and she basically admits in the narration. I, you know, I, I basically accepted that you were going to grow up in this house, and I actually I called what the final line was going to be, where she just kind mm. of stops. It's one of those things where she has that 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 witty final line. She's like, "Well, f that," you know, music yeah. kicks in, and it's like, "Okay, right." Um, it's a lifeline. Uh, this, you know, in a lot of ways, is you know, a, a fairly uplifting episode by the end of it because, yeah. you know, Luke's had a lifeline because obviously we see them in the apartment. They've got people over, and they all start singing "America the Beautiful" when. Uh, mm. You know, they find it. Oh, Waterford's left Canadian airspace. <laughs> Cheer! Yeah. Everyone's happy. Um, so no, and of, he and of course he's very. Like, everyone else is singing. He's very kind of emotional. He's just kind of in the corner because obviously he's, he's pleased with what they've done. But he, he can't celebrate because he's just sent her back. He sent him back to his wife. Yes, exactly. So again, it's very complex, but it's a victory. There's no no doubt about that. This was a victory oh, for yeah. them. So. And again, that also gave Juniper some strength because she, she she didn't even realize that, that, that Nick was taking those letters to Canada. No, of course. Because she didn't even really give him them. Like he he took them when she was kind of delirious and like tried to burn them. But yeah. you know, but they've they've accomplished something. Now the rest of the world knows what Gilead is like. Knows how knows the oppression that's within. Yeah, and I think this is where Eden comes into play because mm. given some time, I think the commander might suspect. Well, hang on. It would be a coincidence that it came as we were there, right? Yeah, did someone that we went in, with do this? Right, and and Eden, I think twice in this episode, she mentions she's been in the store. You know, she mentioned she was there. You know, the other week, you know, while while all the stuff's been going on with 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 the handmaids, she obviously knows about the letters. She saw them last week. She knows about the letters uh, being next. What would be interesting though is how does she find out about the letters leaking out to the world? Because that's not something. Because as we know, they're not allowed to watch news or anything like that. They don't get no, to see any of that. But I think this is a case of she's in the house. Warford will just mention it around them. You know, him, him and Serena. They'll you know they'll be mentioned. Maybe while t- she's just around. Yeah, maybe intentionally. Maybe not intentionally. Um, yeah, maybe intentionally to like okay, yeah. can we get any information on who this? But even if, be it, if, if, if it isn't intentional though. There is that moment from her where she'll she'll hear this about letters, and then it'll click for her, and that that'll yeah. be a thing. Uh, I also wonder, like, does Waterford ever sus- suspect Serena? 
I think he might, yeah. And I think, does he punish her just out of suspicion? I I don't Mm. know if I'd put it past him after the way she, you know, she's been in his mind, the way she's been over the last little bit. Uh, I could see it. So no, like because as much as much of a one as it is, I immediately thought, can this be traced back to him? There's there's going to be repercussions for this. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Um, I think uh, I think we might be losing Nick at the end of the season. <laughs> it wouldn't surprise me. He could be the big sacrifice. That could be the real depressing ending to this season. Uh, is is that Nick gets found out and it, it gets, yeah. gets gets taken know, care I, of? I could be wrong, but it kind of feels like it's lining up that way for me. Yeah, unless we have some sort of you know, unseen direction we're going to go in. Joe, I want to give this show credit for is that I feel like, and this was kind of similar last season, is that a lot of other shows we watch, we kind of like, about halfway through, we can kind of see, okay, this is what the the main structure of this season is. We can kind of see roughly where it's going to, we don't know how it's going to end, but we can kind of see, all right, this is what we're doing. These are the the general character arcs. These are kind of where we expect the pieces to be in place. And each episode of this is so good, but I still feel like, I don't really know what the last four episodes are going to be. No, we're like outside of the birth, of course. That there's going to be a big thing, but of course. But like I said, we're like what two thirds, give or take, through this season now, and I'm I'm going okay. Maybe Nick doesn't make it at this point. I'm only just thinking that. Hell, after episode two, we're still thinking the whole thing was going to be June on the run and getting to Canada, and Nick could well have yeah. Yeah, but then it like no, 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 she's coming back. Sorry. Uh, and uh, the thing is, do we do we have the birth? soon because obviously we know she's close or do we save that for the end of the season i think it'll be before the finale i think we're so close now our belly's you know yeah yeah i know ready to blow <laughs> as it were and i think that's interesting then is is okay so we're gonna get a little bit of the aftermath of, of what happens so. next and i think that'll be really fascinating because that's the bit that's the hardest to predict because until she gives birth she's safe ish mm-hmm She's got a she's got a protection, whereas uh, you know as soon as she gives birth, that's it. She's vulnerable again. Yeah, uh, I don't know. I don't. I don't know how we're going to end this, but uh, it's fascinating. Um, it is, yeah. So no, uh, this this was one where so many of the little moments, um, particularly with Serena, built upon stuff we'd directly seen in like two or three other episodes of building up to it, especially the last one, but even some of the smaller moments from a few episodes ago, um, including the flashbacks and stuff like that. The Moira moment played really well in terms of what we've seen her go through in this season so far. There was so so much nice payoff to stuff, and it, obviously we're not done with the season yet, but there were so many emotional beats that really played well because they were so beautifully set up in previous episodes. Uh, so I have to commend that but like I say there's so much complex emotions with some of the characters that and the relationships are so complex that it's just you know is it there's no just feeling the there's no there's no concentrated you know single flavor of feeling right you know like yeah. it's, it's not just apple banana and peach you're getting weird concoctions of them all with a bit of death thrown in <laughs> and you're feeling this mix of things it's it's impressive is what i'm saying it is so, it is very impressive uh so enough of my 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 death smoothie uh yeah my, interesting choice of flavors as well yeah banana apple and peach i was no, just not, thinking not, of fruit. Not the first things that i've gone to and i thought of something negative and i thought i thought of death you know you went okay here's a few random fruits that don't really go together and then enter the extreme with death 
All right. Okay. Uh, grapes, raspberries, an egg. Yeah, egg, see, egg that, being the that's negative it. Now one. you've ruined it, but you've ruined it in a in a reasonable way. Okay, okay. And I also just for, for context, I actually hate egg in general. It's not just that I'd hate egg mixed with those fruit. I just hate egg. So for me, that is proper. You know. No, no, no that's fair. But <laughs> even even if you like egg, it's oh no, 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 okay. Those are not the ideal combination for a smoothie. Absolutely, yeah, absolutely. You you don't put whipped cream on bacon. No, no, you for don't. For a reason. They're both fantastic things, but you don't yeah. mix them. <laughs> exactly. Um, I don't know why syrup in bacon works so well. It shouldn't, but it does. <laughs> I, I, I don't agree with that, but... Oh, you're mad. Anyway, uh, that has been Handmaid's Tale. Uh, what a point to and, end and, on. And some week. food talk. And some food talk. But that's been Handmaid's Tale. Uh, fantastic episode, as per usual. Uh, it's, it's, you know... Uh, Often you'll get a very few complaints in the in the show. You you don't get a lot of them. So uh, let us know what you thought of this one in the comments below. Like and subscribe, all that usual stuff. Get us on the Twitters at mail underscore fuzz for channel updates. If you want to support the channel, head over to patreon.com slash mailfuzztv. There's a bunch of bonuses over there for a lot of the things we do. Uh, and you get also a bunch of links, handy links for all the different shows and stuff, both on YouTube and the audio feeds. Uh, but otherwise, that is us. So thank you once again for watching or listening. We always appreciate it. Keep watching TV, guys. Have you got any vanilla?